0: He's amazing, he loves Jesus, he serves the Lord, he does this for free. Come on, somebody, be like Josh, amen, come on, somebody, amen, awesome. Well, as you can see from that skit, I hope it kind of demonstrated a little bit what I'm talking about, and it really ties into the sermon for tonight. You know, Karina was in that position. She just came back from a powerful service. You know, God touched her, all of that. And little, you know, slowly but surely, here comes the devil knocking on her door, trying to tempt her and trying to pull her back into that lifestyle of sin that she, you know, was saying she was going to leave fully behind. Right? And we can't be surprised when the devil comes knocking on our doorway, trying to get us back into the same things that we told God we would leave behind. Let me tell you what, if the devil senses that you're doubting him, that you're not sure, that you're on the fence, he will come after you. You have to have your mind made up. You have to say to yourself, you know what, I am serving Jesus all out. It takes action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. If you say you love God, if you say you're going after Jesus and you love him so much and man, God, I'm going to serve you till the day I die, then guess what? The next time sin comes knocking on your door, you got to say no. You got to turn down that, that relationship, that, that hang out with those friends that are, you know, they're going to be, you know, it's, it's bad news. They're going to be smoking. They're going to be drinking. Don't, don't, don't try to make excuses of, oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to hang around them. I'm not going to do exactly what they're doing. Don't let the devil trick you like that. You have to move forward. Cut off all the ties without turning back. Amen. The uh, passage we're going to be learning from today is found in Genesis chapter 19. So if we can all turn there, Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Some of you might know this story. It's fairly famous for a few different reasons, but I hope that you get a fresh perspective um, of that tonight. And it ties perfectly in with this this sermon series we're going into. Um, But before we dive into these verses here, if we can all just bow our heads and have a moment of prayer. God, we just thank you for what you're doing in this ministry and elevate, Lord, We pray that you would use us, God, to shake the city of Chicago, Lord. Lord, I pray that in this season, Lord God, those who are doubting, Lord, those who are on the fence, Lord Lord God, would be convinced, God, would go after you 100%, never turning back, Lord God, not doubting, not hesitating, Lord God, whether or not they should serve you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would convict every single heart right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that they wouldn't be a double-minded attitude, Lord God, towards Christianity. Where I'm a Christian on, Monday, on Sunday and Friday, but on Monday and, 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 and Thursday, I can live however I want to live. Holy Spirit, help us to serve you and to go after you, Lord God, and not hesitate and not doubt, Lord God, our salvation, not doubt what you're calling us to do, Lord God, but move forward with confidence. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us give us, God, help us to, to walk this out, Lord God, to not just say it, Lord God, but actually do it, Lord Not to just say we're a Christian, but actually live that out, Lord God, because we want to serve you, Lord God, and we're going to go after you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said, amen, amen. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1, we're going to start there. I'm going to take this hat off. Don't get scared. I'm just going to place it somewhere. It's annoying. I feel like it's going to fall off my head any moment. Yes, I got a haircut. Amen. So, without further ado, let's start in verse 1 says here, the two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. Right here in this first verse, we find that there's about three characters. There's two what? Angels. Two angels. Okay. So there's two angels, and then there's a guy that's sitting by this gateway. What's his name? Lot. Lot. So there's two angels, and then there's Lot. We're about to find out why exactly these angels are visiting this city called Sodom, right? Because that's where they arrived in the evening. They arrived in this city called Sodom. These two angels were sent there. and We're going to find out exactly what they were doing there. But this man, Lot, he's kind of another character, a main character in this chapter. And he's going to play a lot of different roles here. But continuing on, it says, When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. Lot wanted to be a hospitable person. He was showing kindness to these two angels. He wanted to, to welcome them in, into the city of Sodom. He wanted to take them in, have them kind of be comfortable, get rested up, right? He was being a good host, right? Maybe he was going to make them some Kool-Aid, some, some Tres Leches cake, who knows, right? But this guy, Lot, he was a good servant. He was a good uh, you know, hostess, host person, and uh, he invited the angels to stay with him. Uh, during the night however they said no they answered we will spend the night in the square but he insisted so strongly that they would go that they actually went with him and entered his house so this guy lot he was persistent he convinced the two angels to come with him and just kind of chill at his house for the time being moving forward he prepared a meal for them he baked bread without yeast and they ate they were having a good time everybody say a good time they were chilling, they were having some bread, some little Caesars, amen, kind of eating uh, eating some food. And here it says, before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. So they just got done eating, they probably you know, got done washing their feet, freshing up, right, maybe a change of clothes. And it says they were, right before they had gone to bed, they were about to go to bed, right, the day's over. No more action is supposed to happen. It's all good. It's all done. All right, let's kind of get some rest. Let's get ready for the next morning. But what happens? Right? They're on their way. They're kind of pulling the sheet. They're, you know, fluffing up the pillow. They're about to lay down. And guess what? All the men from every part of Sodom, both young and old, begin to surround the house. Hmm, okay, is this like some kind of party going on? What's, you know, they, they heard about some bread. You know, maybe, maybe they really like bread. I don't know. Why Why are all the men, both young and old, surrounding this guy's house? What, what's so interesting about Lot or about Lot's house that is attracting all the men of the city? Now, this isn't a small village. This isn't a small town. This isn't like some little hole-in-the-wall place in the mountains where there's only like five people, you know, total population. No, we're talking about a large city. The city of Sodom was actually very fertile, had a lot of vegetation, was great for crops, very wealthy, very populous. So there was a lot of people in the city. All that to say, when it says every man, both young and old, came to the house, we're talking probably thousands, probably thousands for a city, right? This is a city, not a small town, countryside, whatever. A big city, and all the men in that city, in that population, the male population, Surround Lot's house. Why do they do that? So they're around the house. They're surrounding it, right? It's evening. It's night. They're about to go to sleep. And, well, what does the crowd do? They call out to Lot. They start shouting. They start calling out to the guy of the house, right? Hey, Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Hold it on, that slide. Don't move. They're calling out, hey, where are the men who came to you tonight? All right. So maybe they they see some new foreigners, they want to get to meet them, right? They're, they're excited. They, they've got this whole welcoming committee together. Hey, let's make these new outsiders feel welcome, right? Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe the whole male population of Sodom got together at Lot's house so that they could welcome these two visitors, right? Hey, we saw that, Lot, we saw that you have some new guys come in your home. Hey, we want to, we want to bake you some cookies. You know, let, let's, let's make them feel welcome here, right? Well, let's see exactly what these, these people, this whole crowd wanted to do. What, what, what drew them to Lot's house? Next slide. Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Oh, hello, somebody. You awake in this place? Come on. <laughs> bring, bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Interesting. So the whole male population of Sodom, of this city, gathered at Lot's house, Because they saw two guys they didn't have sex with yet, and they want to basically rape them and molest them and sexually just attack them, okay? This is what's going on. They're not asking for their consent, obviously. They're not saying, hey, you know, the two guys in there, are they like kind of, you know, like are they they willing to come with us or what's going on? No, they, they literally call out to Lot as they're about to go to bed in the night, in the evening, bring these guys out to us so that we can have sex with them. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely would not want to be in that situation. That sounds like a very disturbing situation. I'm about to go to bed, and all of a sudden a crowd, this is like something from The Purge, right? A a whole entire mob comes around the house, thousands of men wanting to gang rape me. Okay, this is what's going on. This is what's going on, guys, right? Let me tell you what, this mob of people... This crowd, the population of Sodom, this was normal. This was their culture. It was okay in their mind for us to get everybody in the town, surround this house, and gang rape these two new visitors. They were cool with that. That was like everyday life. They're like, hey, Lot, come on, just, just bring them out. This, come on, what's going on? You're, you're, holding, you're holding back these two people from us, right? This is how evil and how perverse the culture and city of Sodom was. You see, this is only a taste of what exactly the the, the area was like. The place was known for its evil, wicked behavior, perverse behavior. Everybody in the town, everybody in the city was disgusting, was full of sin, was full of wickedness. So much so to the point where, hey, a new person, a visitor, an outsider comes on in. Guess what the whole entire city wants to do now, right? Right? A lot of people talk about Chicago, how it's known for its violence, how it's known for a lot of shootings, right? This, color, this, this doesn't even compare. This, this falls in comparison to the city of Sodom. Sexual perversion out in the open, unashamed, gang rape, molestation, sexual abuse. It was all cool. It was all fine. It was all good. This is what the city was known for. Let's see what happens next. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Lot is kind of in shock. He's like, What in the world? These people are outside my door. They want to have sex with these two visitors that came to my house. And I just want to put a disclaimer in here as we go down these verses here. It's important for us to see what happens next because it's a part of the Bible. This person, Lot, though, though uh, though he's not with the mob, and he's not gang-raping you know, uh, people that are visiting the town, right? Lot wasn't necessarily somebody you want to pattern your life to. Okay? Lot is not what you would consider maybe that much of a righteous person. Uh, he, he is not gang-raping people, and so he might not be on the same level of wickedness and evil as the rest of the, the city of Sodom, but Lot has a lot of issues and problems of his own. And so what the Bible is about to show us Is not because it's condoning Lot and saying, hey, be like this guy. He's awesome. He's great. Follow his example. No, it's giving us a historical context and a historical narrative of what is going on, right? So it's just reporting information. The Bible could have easily just X'd out all the bad stuff. Hey, guess what? Abraham never did this. David never did this. Lot never did this. But guess what? The Bible wanted to be true to its historicity, (laughs) something like that, Um, and it wanted to be accurate, and it wanted to give us a clear picture of what was going on. So the Bible doesn't hold anything back from us. Amen. How many of you guys are proud that the Bible gives us everything? It tells us the whole truth. Amen. Let's give it up for God. That's awesome. God doesn't have anything to hide. Amen. So in this in this story here, Lot's response to the mob is very. It, it's it's actually pretty bad. It's it's actually very bad and very wicked. Actually. Um, it says this here, look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. How many you guys know that is not a righteous thing? That is not a good thing, but that's the Bible showing us the, the truth. It, it, the Bible is being very real in this moment, saying, hey, look, this is Lot. This is the person. He invited these two guests over. But in this whole moment of the gang and the, they were about to, you know, gang rape the, the two visitors, this was Lot's response. He was willing to offer his two daughters over to be just whatever. He was just willing to just give his two daughters over to this entire crowd to do whatever he, they wanted to, uh, to them uh, so that they would leave the two visitors behind. Now, I don't know what made Lot think that. Um, I'll tell you what, if I was in a traumatizing situation I, the first thing in my mind, if I wasn't a father, would be to give up my two daughters. I would That would not be like the first thing that comes to my mind. It's, so it's not even like he's so traumatized and confused. He's just saying random stuff now. But so whatever, why, why ever he said that, I don't know. And it's definitely not something that's condoned by the Bible. The Bible clearly just, uh, you know, it, it, it rejects all these different types of sexual immorality. And of, the Bible would never condone such behavior, right? So it's just reporting what Lot's response was. So he was willing to give up his own daughters to this savage crowd of animals so that these two visitors would be protected. A lot of drama, a lot of craziness. Now you might say, what what on earth does this have to do with no turning back? I'll get to that. But we have to understand what's going on here, the whole story, amen? So after he gives them this offer, the crowd responds, get out of our way, this fellow came here as a foreigner. They're talking about Lot. This, this fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. So now the, the crowd, they hear Lot's response. They're saying, look, we don't, we're not even interested in your daughters. Come on, somebody. They, were, they, they had a lot of homosexuality uh, perversion going on there in this, in this culture. They're like, we're not into your daughters. We don't want them we want the two guys in your house. And, so, and since now you're judging us, and you're telling us that what we're doing is wrong, you know what? We're going to do even worse to you. So they're about to now attack Lot. This thing is just going crazy, right? Uh, they kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. These are savages. These are animals. They're full, so full of sin, so, so full of evilness, right? The, the, there's no presence of God. God is absent from this, this culture. He's absent. Uh, from this society. Nobody fears the Lord. They're just all so submersed in their sin and in their evil and their perversion. They're trying to push down the door so that they can gang rape these two visitors. But the men inside, the two angels, they reached out, pulled Lot back into the house, and they shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, both young and old, with blindness. So these two angels, obviously, they were sent by God. They had power, supernatural power. So with a wave of the hand, they just like, you know what? These people, we're, we're not messing with y'all. They just blinded all of them. <laughs> and so now this whole crowd, this mob, they can't see anything. They're blinded. They're now trying to grope around. They're, they're so hungry, so being driven by their sinful passions and desires. They're like, even as they're blind, they don't even care. They're just trying to find where the door is at because they're so, you know, just on this sexual perversion, right? says, with the blindness so that they could not find the door, the two men said to Lot, do you have anyone else here, sons-in-laws, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. Here is exactly why God sent the two angels. And of course, now we're seeing why, 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 it's, why, why it needs to be destroyed. The angels were sent to literally bring destruction and judgment upon the city. God heard the cry against this city, all the people that have been abused and attacked, all the oppression, all the injustice. And God said, you know what? I'm tired of it. There's no more hope. There's no more second chances. I'm done with this city. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to judge it. I'm going to remove all the people. It's over. So God sends these two angels. They survey the land. They see how wicked and perverse it is that the population wanted to gang rape them, right? Okay, clear. If, if the angels weren't sure whether or not the city should be destroyed... After you see a whole entire mob, like from the whole entire city, like gather around the house you're staying at and they want to rape you, it's like, okay, yeah, we should probably destroy the city. Um, so that's what's going on. And they're, and they're telling Abraham, they're, they're telling Lot this, sorry. They're telling Lot this, they're saying, hey, if, if you have any relatives, if you know of anybody else in the city that's from your line, that you're, you're close to, sons in laws, daughters in laws, daughters, you know, cousins, whatever, get them out of here. Get them out of here because we are going to turn this place upside down. The stuff is about to hit the fan. It's going to get really ugly really quick. You guys need to leave. So, this is the angel's warning to Lot. Again, it says the outcry to the Lord against its people was so great that God was like, I'm done. I'm not going to take this anymore. So in case you guys are like, well, did God, you know, does God care about justice? Why, why is this insanity happening? Why was Lot going to give up his, his daughters for this, this you know, these, these men to rape and all that stuff? Well, guess what? God actually does care about what's going on, and that's exactly why he's going to destroy Sodom. Because he's seen enough, right? He's seen enough injustice. He's seen enough wickedness. And instead of waiting to judge it perhaps later on in the afterlife or whatever, he's like, okay, right now I'm done with it. I'm going to destroy it. Bam. And so in verse 14, it continues on. It says, So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters, that he was about to give up. Um, It says, He said, Hurry, let's get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. So here Lot, he's trying to kind of bring some more people with him. He goes to his sons-in-law. Hey, you guys were going to marry my daughters. Look, God's about to destroy this place. He's about to destroy this whole entire city come with me. We're we're getting out of here. We can't stay here anymore. God's going to just release judgment and punishment. But his sons-in-laws thought he was joking. His sons-in-laws thought he was joking. Why is that important? Why why do I find that detail very intriguing? Well, that shows where the sons-in-laws' mindset were at. It shows how they thought. Here, Lot is begging them to come out Lot is begging them to get out of the city, escape destruction, while there's still a chance. And these people, the sons-in-law, thought it was all a joke. They they were were laughing about it. Oh, God's going to destroy Sodom? What? What are you talking about? They were so blind in their understanding that they couldn't see how evil the city was and how serious God was about removing that and bringing judgment upon the place. They thought Lot was joking. So when he was trying to warn them, they dismissed it. They said, we don't care. God's not going to do that. What are you talking about? Let's just go about our business. It's all fine, Lot. You're making a big deal. God would never do something like that. We're good. So the sons-in-laws, they stayed behind. They thought it was all a joke. They didn't take it seriously. Verse 15, with the coming of the dawn, the angels urged Lot again. They said, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or, we will, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Again, the angels are urging them, you guys got to leave. It's going to get really crazy. Get out of here while you still can. Next slide. When he hesitated, the men grabbed his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. Now again, what does it say? The Lord was merciful to who? Them. I want us all to understand that God cared not just about Lot, but he cared about the wife and the two daughters. So this is God's heart. Lot was acting crazy about to dismiss them and give them up to this whole entire mob. God, that was never on God's agenda. He's like, no, I want to save your wife. I want to save your daughters because I care about them too. So God, he, he you know, the, these angels, they, 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 they take the men's hand, they take Lot's hand, they take the hands of the daughters and the wife. They're like, you know what? Let's just get out of here. You, you guys are. You guys are kind of hesitating too much. Y'all are in a funk. You don't know what you're doing. Let's just go. And so the angels take them by the hand. They lead them out of the city, right? It says that they led them safely out of the city for the Lord was merciful to them. It says as soon as they had brought them out, one of them, one of the angels said, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Everybody say, don't look back. Everybody say, don't look back amen that's going to be very very important very key in just a second so the angels lead them safely out of the city i just want to paint this picture for you right now the city of sodom was full of wickedness was full of evil is a representation of just sin at its worst so bad so evil god literally had to destroy it right there no more waiting bam it's gone Full of perversion, full of evil, full of wickedness, molestation, abuse, sexual predators, all this, the craziest type of evil you could think of, existed in Sodom. And so God, in his mercy, saw Lot, saw his wife, saw his daughters, and said, you know what, you guys aren't like the rest of them. Let me rescue you. Let me take you out. I see you guys. You There's still hope for you. And so the angels, they bring the, the Lot and his family out, They're rescued. They escape the sin city. They're being led out from it. God rescues them. He shows mercy and compassion to them. God didn't have to rescue Lot. God didn't have to rescue Lot's wife. God didn't have to rescue the two daughters. They could have stayed there. They could have just been doing their own thing. They could have left at any point, but they chose to stay there and tolerate the sin and evil and wickedness. But God had mercy on them, gave them a warning, pulled them out of that city. And so now they're on their way out. They're almost to freedom. They're outside of the outskirts of the city. The angels are saying, you're safe now. Just keep running. Keep going. Don't look back. Don't stop. Don't hesitate. Don't look back at the city you were being rescued from. Don't look back on the city I was taking you out from. Don't slow down. Hesitate. Stop and look back because that place is about to be destroyed. It's evil. It's wicked. There's nothing good there. Don't look back. Let's see what happens. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes. And you have shown great kindness to me. I believe in this part, Lot's starting to understand exactly what's going on. He's starting to put the pieces together. Oh, my gosh. Sodom was so evil and despicable and wicked. I can't believe I was there. Lord, thank you for rescuing me. Thank you for showing kindness to me. You've shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. Next slide. In sparing my life. He starts to recognize that he didn't even deserve to be taken out of there. He starts, he's like, oh my gosh, Lord, thank you so much for rescuing me and allowing me to escape this evil and wickedness. He says, but I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well, so leave it on that slide. Go back. Go back. Oscar. So he's kind of afraid. He's kind of scared that uh, you know, if he goes to the mountains, he won't have enough time to escape the punishment and judgment. He thinks like a, a stray like ball of fire is gonna miss Sodom and is like gonna end up hitting him. So he's like, look, guys, let me just run to this, this, this smaller town over here. I can run to it, it's it's accessible. I'll be able to make it there in time. Can I please at least go there instead of, you know, taking my chances at the mountains? The angel said, fine, very well, don't worry about it. We'll spare that city. Go run there then. Next slide. I will grant you this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of. But what does he say? Flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. He's again urging them, you need to get out quickly as fast as possible. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached this city called Zor, the sun had risen over the land, over the land of Sodom and that whole entire region. Next slide. It says, then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. Here it comes. God literally rains down fire from heaven upon this city, destroys everything. He overthrew the cities, the entire plain, destroying all who were alive, all who were living. Also, the vegetation, everything, God destroyed it in an instant. He said, I'm done. He waited for Lot and his family to get out, to get far enough from the the, the affected region. And once they were safely away from the town, he releases judgment and wrath like never before. Now, if you think this just happened back then in Sodom and Gomorrah, you're mistaken. He's actually going to do that again once and for all, for all wickedness, for all evil, and then he's going to come back and reign righteously on the earth. So if you're not right with God, you're going to get this judgment. This is very serious, right? He didn't just do it to the the, the homosexual community that was in Sodom back then. He's going to do it again to everybody who's in rebellion and who's in sin towards God. Get your life right today, friends. See, rain down, burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah, destroyed the whole entire area. Verse 26 gives us something very interesting that happened here. What does it say? Somebody shout it out. Lot's wife looked back. Here Lot and his entire family, they escaped the judgment, they escaped the punishment of God, God had mercy on them, they were leaving, judgment and wrath started pouring on the the city of Sodom, they were safely away, they were running to the town. Lot, in his mind, he's like, I'm done with this. I'm never going back. That place is in in my past. I'm never going to even look back over there. I'm done with it. That place was evil. That place was wicked. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I'm just going to go over here. His daughters are following them. They're running. They're running. They're going. They're going as fast as they can away from that place that God set them free from, right? That God delivered them from. That God spared them from. That God allowed them to escape. Because all that city was of Sodom, what was it? Was there anything good in Sodom? Was there anything uh, you know that we should look up to in Sodom? What gang rape? I don't want to go back to that. They're running away. They're leaving. They're exiting. They're saying we're not going to go back for nothing. But his wife stops mid-running, stops in her tracks. Lot's going, her daughters are going, they're all moving forward, but the wife stops. She closes her eyes. Doesn't say that here in the verse, but I can just imagine she stops, she pauses. She thinks about all of her memories she had in Sodom. She thinks about all the fun maybe that she had in Sodom. I don't know, sexual perversion, maybe she was, I mean, who knows what she was thinking. But the point is, she paused, she stopped, and she turned back and looked at the city as it was being destroyed. Now, it doesn't say that she just looked back because, like, oh my gosh, the city's being destroyed, it's crazy. That wasn't the reason. If you look into the translation, it actually says that she looked back with longing in her heart. What does that mean? Well, she wasn't in the city of Sodom anymore. She was set free by God, by God's mercy. She was escaping. She was running away. God had led her out of that city, of perversion and evil and wickedness, right? She was on her way to freedom and safety. Yet her heart was still in the city. Even though she was not there physically, her heart still was in the sin. Her heart was still with the wickedness her heart was still with the perversion. It didn't matter how far off she was, her heart was still with the evil. And on her way out, she she stopped and she looked back. And there was a longing inside of her heart. Man, I wish I could go back there. God had delivered her. She was about to escape. Everything was going good. She could have started a new life with her daughters. They could have remarried, had a great family, great plans, great future. She could have served God. She could have offered worship and sacrifices to the Lord, thanking him for, for his mercy and his kindness. But we don't remember her as that. The Bible mentions Lot in other places. The Bible even mentions the daughters in other places further on. They're still alive. They're still doing stuff. But this is all we're left with about Lot's wife. She looks back. What happens after, Oscar? Turn to the next slide. She looks back, and she became a pillar of salt. She died instantly. There she is. It's over. One look. You're dead. You're done. No more. That's the end of your history. That's the end of your destiny. No more purpose. No more chances. You've lost it all. That's how we remember Lot's wife. That's it. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know what she could have done. I don't know what she could have seen. I don't know what kind of relationship with God she could have had because all I know is that once she looked back, she died instantly because her heart was still with the evil and wickedness that God had tried to get her away from. Now, what does this have to do with us today in the 21st century elevate? Just like the skit, just like the sermon series title, God has so many times tried to set you free. God has so many times tried to break chains of addiction. God has so many times tried to get you out of relationships that were unhealthy, that were abusive, all kinds of insanity and garbage that you were going through. But you kept stopping, and you kept looking back, and your heart was still with the sin. Your heart was still with that person. Your heart was still with those friends, and it didn't matter how far God took you from them. You kept looking back. The good news is for you today, there's a chance and an opportunity for you to repent. You don't have to be like Lot's wife. Unfortunately, there are some people who are like Lot's wife, not in the sense that they became a pillar of salt the moment they sinned, but there's people out there, the moment they turned their back on God, guess what? Tomorrow wasn't promised, and then they, a car ran into them and they died. Walking home from a party, and then they get shot in the head, and it's over like that. In their sin, in their hesitation. Plenty of stories of people. There's a story I watched on a documentary about evangelism. There was this couple that was trying to be preached to. This guy was talking to them about Jesus. They were playing the cool card. Well, you know what? That's good for you. That's not good for everybody. That's what you believe, but hey, there's there's a bunch of other opinions out there. I mean, who 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 are you to say that we should really serve God? I mean, you know, you know how many gods there are, right? So they just play this cool, just nonsense card. They dismissed everything that the preacher was trying to tell them. The preacher was, you know, really <laughs> trying to engage them. they were like, "Look, you need Jesus. You need to repent. You don't know if you'll make it tomorrow." They're laughing. They're chuckling. Ah, nah. You know, I th- thank you for your time, but here, we, we got to go. We got to move on with our day. Guess what? Later on that day, they were struck by a train, made it on the news, just like Lot's wife, in a sense. They had an opportunity to repent. They had an opportunity to get out. They had an opportunity to be saved from God's judgment, but they laughed it off. They thought it was a joke. Their heart was with the sin, and they lost their opportunity. Don't be like Lot's wife. When God sets you free, when God does something for you at these altars, in these times of prayer, when you come to life groups and you just understand God's word so much clearer, guys, don't look back. Stop playing games with God. Stop having your heart with the sin. See, what it means to be born again, it means a change of mind. Your mind is no longer on the sin. Your mind is no longer with Sodom, right? You have a new heart that's pure, that's holy, that's new. And when we experience that, we don't ever have to go back. If we can all stand up in this place, it's time to stop playing games with God, it's time to stop looking back at the sin. If y'all think we're stupid, guys, we see your Snapchats. We see, we see how you talk. We see what's going on on the side. I mean, there's, you know, like, dude, we, we know what's going on. Y'all looking back like crazy. Why well, just look back for a second? Y'all are gazing for, like, hours on that sin, hours on that thing that God delivered. Man, you'll spend a whole day backsliding, you know, running away from God. What are you doing? God's trying to set you free. He's trying to take you out of that. Why are you going back? Let me tell you what, there was nothing smart about what Lot did, looking back at the city of Sodom while it was being destroyed. Why on earth at any time would you want to look back at that time? It don't even make sense, but that's how stupid the devil plays us when we fall back into sin, when we give back into temptation, when we get back with the devil and the the friends and the other crowd and all these different things. That's how stupid the devil is playing us. It doesn't make sense. You'll know you'll be depressed. You'll know you'll get drunk. You'll know you'll pass out in an alley somewhere, but you don't care because your heart's still with the sin. Ask God to give you a new heart. Ask God to give you a new heart. He will... He's merciful. There's good news. I'm not mad at you. I'm trying to tell you. God's begging you to come to him to get a new heart and a new mind. And when you receive that, guys, never look back. Let's so all bow our heads and close our eyes. Stephanie, if you can come up to the guitar, if I can have my altar workers come. Holy Spirit, right now, convict hearts God right now in this place anybody that was looking back at sin Lord God looking back at a lifestyle they once lived God partying drugs sex whatever the devil is trying to tempt them with God show them Lord show them where it's leading show them now God Show them now, God, before they end up pregnant, God, before they end up committing an abortion, before they end up shooting up somebody that they, they didn't think they would shoot up, Lord. Do it now before they go back to that party, Lord, God, and get drunk, Lord, and do things that they can't even remember the next day. God, do it now. Convict their hearts now, Lord. Oh, <laughs> Shoko the Holy Spirit's in this place. I don't even have to do anything. The Holy Spirit's already convicting you right now. There's no hiding from God. <laughs> where are you gonna hide? Where are you gonna go? You think there's some closet you can crawl under that God will, will, will overlook your sin, where God will overlook you, He, he won't catch you in your backslid state. No, God sees everything. Stop hiding. Just come out in the open, and be like, Lord, I'm sorry, man. I've, it's just been hard. Lord, just convict me, Lord, make me new. Lord, make me brand. New. I don't want to live like this anymore. God, I'm ashamed. I'm broken. I'm hurt. This ain't even fun anymore. Lord, I repent. I give up. Some of you guys need to just give up in this place. Stop holding on to your sins so tightly. Oh, Lot's wife was running so hard, but in that moment her heart was still with the sin. Guys, just give up and just let the Lord change your heart right now in this place. A few more moments. Holy Spirit, change hearts. I don't care who you are in this place. I don't care how long you've been here. Maybe tonight's your night. In Jesus' name, tonight's your night. Don't look back anymore. What is there to look back to? What's it worth? What is it worth to you being backslidden and all in your sin? What, what, what What is that doing for you? You tell me. Tell me the logic because I don't understand. Tonight you can be set free. Oh, Jesus, do it, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Before we have this altar call, Stephanie, if you can just sing that song out Here's my heart, Lord.
1: I believe God's
0: giving you a few more moments. God's giving you a few more seconds. He's being patient with you, He's merciful, He's compassionate.
1: Lord we give it to you
0: God even now Lord God as we're in our seats God we start God we're giving it to you right now Lord we're not gonna wait God till the altars are officially open God we surrender now We surrender now. We give it to you now, Lord.
1: And Stephanie keeps
0: playing that song and keeps singing that out. The altars are open. If that message was for you, if you want to stop looking back at sin, if you want to stop looking back at what God's trying to set you free from, if you need a heart transplant, you're saying, God, give me a new heart that doesn't desire sin anymore. Come up to these altars now because God will set you free. He'll give you a new heart, a new mind. He'll make you brand new. The altars are now open. If you want prayer, feel free to come up to Oscar or Monica. They'll pray. With you.
1: Speak Thank you, Jesus. It is true. Oh, give you my heart. And here's my heart alone. Can have it all. And here's my heart Lord. And here's my heart alone. Oh, I just want to hear. And he is my heart, Lord. And he is my heart, Lord. I just want to hear your voice speak, why it is true. Oh, I give you my life. And he is my life. Lord. Oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth
0: it to Lord, hold on to your sin. Bear. It's not worth it to he keep going after that sin. It's not worth it. Lord. Just in your seat. If you don't want to come up, just, just think about it. And it's not worth it. It's just not worth Lord. it. Go through the things you're holding on to. Ask yourself, See is it worth it?
1: Is, is it worth being in an abusive relationship? And is it is worth it? Oh, no, it's not worth Lord. it. Surrender to Jesus.